Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today is episode 248, so we're nearly at the 250 mark. So today's episode is really, really useful if you are someone who doesn't like cooking, is a parent who doesn't have enough time or doesn't like cooking or just struggles to make the most useful choices for what your goal is. Um, and today's episode is with the amazing Sarah Butler. So I, I love this chat with Sarah. This could have gone on all day. So Sarah has gone from having a designing business before lockdowns to now having a very successful cooking and a couple of books in there as well. And it's one of those passions of her that she's always loved to cook, always loved to bake, and has now grown over 30,000 followers on social media over a little, uh, kind of a year later. And one of the things, a lot of the things that we talk about are tips for parents who have little or no time, little tips to have in the, the presses, tips if you don't like cooking, dealing with kids who say, I don't want that meal, backups and how to work with that on your own kids, the kind of like the importance of food storage, how to save money uh, and keep and kind of keep food fresh, uh, five essential items you need in your home for quick and handy meals, encouraging your kids to get involved with the cooking. And then also a really, really useful insight was in relation to if you went into a school tomorrow, what's the first thing you would educate the next generation with? And I think that's an important thing with the next generation being there's so much information out there, um, polarizing information out there, that this is a really useful information. So if you're a mom, a parent, uh, a dad or whatever, maybe and you have kids and you say you don't have time to cook, this is the episode for you. So I hope you enjoy the episode with Sarah Butler. If you are looking for quick and handy recipes, go get her recipe books now. Sarah, how are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, so we had a little bit of a communication breakdown with the with the meeting. So this is like an hour late. Sometimes, Shane, you get away with a lot of your plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, it's uh, no, it's 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 gonna it's better late than ever. That's what I say. Uh, so Sarah, I'm gonna let you take it away and kind of give us a little bit of a brief intro because you've kind of blown up over the last little while. Yeah, um, yeah, in particular, and you're on operation transformation on one of the outbreaks, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us how you kind of got into this and how you kind of moved away from kind of designer into kind of this realm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I was self-employed graphic designer for 17 years, and everything was going great. I specialised in wedding stationery, so that was great. Uh, but then with COVID, the weddings were cancelled. So. What was a very, very busy business just stopped dead. There was no work at all because people couldn't book venues. So I had time on my hands, which is not good for me. I'm a little bit of a workaholic. So I didn't know what to do with myself. So I spent kind of four months just not knowing what was going on. And I had to learn to settle. I'm not one to settle. I, I thrive on rushing and racing and kind of I'm a ball of energy. So I always love to cook and bake. As I say to people, I'm not doing a single thing different now, only I have to wear makeup because I've got people watching me. Um, so I think I made a dessert uh, on my business page. I posted it. Look, at this is something totally different. Everyone was in lockdown. So people asked how, how I made this lemon meringue. So I, I did my first video. It's funny to look back on it. You can see how nervous I was and how deflated I was with like, this is now what I'm doing because work is so quiet. But it really took off and people really enjoyed how kind of simple I kept it, I suppose, and using like ingredients that everybody has. So I just kind of I videoed everything I cooked and I made and this is how I do this. And if you have this, you can try that. Uh, tips and tricks, um, very basic stuff, simple food. 
And the people kind of told me what they wanted. Can you tell us how to make this or that? So I listened to my followers, uh, went with that, got from kind of one to 10K in about two months. And then I got hacked when I hit 10,000 the night. Oh, wow. I hit it. Yeah, I got hacked. I got an email, which I thought, or a message from Instagram, but it wasn't. It was I know the one you're talking about. I know yeah. you fell for it. Yeah, so it was wiped. My, my account was gone. They changed everything. I couldn't even get to my followers to explain. So the next day, uh, coming up the hall, just going, okay, we, ha- we have to go again. There is no other option. So we started a new page with three followers. And that evening, I think I had 17,500. The people were just unbelievable. I just sat there all day with it going up. I remember thinking, if I can get to maybe 2,000, I'll be delighted. But it just blew up and it's just continued to go from there. Uh, then I got signed with an agency, which has been great to get work with brands that I love to work with, food brands. And, um, you know, just just went from there. Then I did cookery courses online. They went really well. And I used what I made out of them to start the book. Um, something I never, ever, ever thought that I would do. Um, and again, just kept it very simple. Um, no crazy methods, no crazy ingredients. And didn't think that would, I, I, you know, it was a risk of putting money into something that may not work. Um, who am I? I'm not anybody important for people to buy this book, but they did. And I've just actually gone to my fourth reprint. As I was saying to you there, we're waiting on a call from the couriers. So the week before Christmas, we were in the garage with thousands of orders in trying to get them out. Uh, luckily, we've got a dispatch company now to deal with that for us, but it's just grown and I'm absolutely loving it. And the feedback has been great. And it's just coming back to basics and people think things simple for people. You know, that's what seems to have worked for everything. And that's exactly what it is. Because like, I know you're, you're like, obviously you're a busy mom as well. And I think that's what kind of like, has drawn me into kind of having you on because I work with kind of like women in particular and kind of like people who work from home trying to keep kids from like having meltdowns and drawing on the walls. And I think some of the tips and the practical things that you bring in, but it's you're not the only one that's been kind of hacked. I remember Jenny Keane, who's been on the podcast, she got hacked. And since then, she went from maybe 20,000 to maybe 67,000 or something like that. So like, and it's also interesting to see how you've pivoted as well. You could have had kind of like, down the dumps and kind of, I'm sure you did and felt it, but you kind of, you pivoted into something else and kind of made it a, a second life or a second living for yourself, which is a credit to yourself. So it's an incredible story. Um, so one of the big things that kind of comes in an awful lot is I don't have time. Yeah. And uh, it drives me scat. Um, so if, so say if a parent is kind of coming in, they're like, I don't have time to kind of cook and stuff like that. Have you got any kind of quick tips or quick foods that you kind of always have in the press or ones that you should always have in the press? Yeah. Okay. I know that gets me too. I don't have time. You you have to unfortunately make the time. There is no quick. It's no more than what you in fitness. You have to put the work in. There's no magic tool. Um, For example, I'll get up an hour early uh, to prepare, make some brown bread, make some sausage rolls, get the veg and the chicken prepared so that when I come home that evening, it's just a matter of putting it all together or at night, get the kids to bed. You could sit down and watch telly and drink two glasses of wine, get into the kitchen, prepare yourself. I mean, it all starts with that first shop of the week as well and making your meal plan really important. People kind of, they make their meal plan for the week, but they don't think about it. So they'll pick seven random dinners out of their head, yeah. but they don't think Tuesday's bananas. I, I literally have 20 minutes. So Monday's quieter. I'm going to make a double batch of bolognese. 
so that I have that made to make up a lasagna or I can freeze that for another day that's busy. I always say to people, if you're making something, double up. It's taking the same time, but it's going to save you a day. If you're cooking one chicken, cook two chickens. You've got that second chicken to add to salads, to rice, to pasta dishes, volivants, uh, so many different things. You've got the meat done and everything else is, is easy to prepare. Uh, as I said, there's no magic too. You have to make the time, but by being organized, it's a game changer. And once you start it, you know, you can really see the benefits of it. There is no quick fix. You know, you could say you can have beans and toast, you can have scrambled egg and toast, but you're not getting your full uh, important foods into you there. If you take 20 minutes without kids, without distraction, you're going to do two hours work. You know, for example, yesterday I had about two hours free. I made three loaves of brown bread, a lemon loaf, a big uh, shepherd's pie. I don't have to cook tonight now. That's in the fridge. Even seeing that there this morning, it was like, oh, thank God I put the time in. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, even just doing your shop and putting it away. So don't just go and do your food shop and randomly throw stuff in. Huge thing with food waste as well. And, you know, that makes people feel bad. They're dumping the food. They're wasting the money. Make your plan of your, your seven dinners. Okay, that day and that day is crazy. So I'll do a quick stir fry. I'll have stuff done from the night before. Get your ingredients and come home, wash your veg, get your Tupperware, put it into your fridge. And as I said to a lady yesterday, it's a bit for women as well. I think it's, it's nearly a pride thing to open your fridge and see everything nice. It's like your wardrobe in the kitchen. You can see what you have. You know, you're not finding a head of lettuce in the back going, oh, I forgot I had that. Everything is there, washed, ready to go. You know, if you have peppers that you've bought for a stir fry, incorporate them into your lunch, into a wrap or a sandwich, into a salad. Use it up. If you've got veg left over on Thursday, make a soup. You know, and don't fall off the track on a Thursday. Write down those seven dishes. And I literally, Shane, have to stick them on a door in my kitchen. Because okay. you know yourself... You're great on Monday, you do your shop, you're great Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday, you're getting busier and everything's getting on top of you. Thursday, let's just get a takeaway. And then by you run into that, you slip into that weekend. Ara, sure, we had a takeaway yesterday, we'll, we'll have another one tonight. Or you fall into that. I've been yeah. both of them as well to keep it up. But, you know, if you have that stuck up and do a fake away on a Thursday, so you're still having something bold, I suppose, but you're making it yourself and you know that the ingredients are in the fridge. You can see what you've got to cook tonight. But it does take, um, you know, you have to stick with it. It's, it's not easy. But once you start it, it becomes like a second nature to you. And once you see the results after a couple of weeks of doing that, you see the reduction in food waste. You've got that pride yourself. You're feeding your family. You know, I, girls coming back to me on my page going, my husband can't believe these dinners I'm making. And I'm not telling them it's from you. I'm taking all the credit. <laughs> Rightly so. So it's just, it's very simple, but just keep it, keep it in front of you. Think about it. Take 10 minutes to do that food plan and think about the busy days. If you're busy on a Wednesday, you know, get up half an hour early and get a slow cook on, get a curry in the slow cooker. It's done. Dinner's done when you come home. The house is clean. You're not trying to do homework and cook a dinner and somebody's looking at it. The kids are hungry. They have their head in the fridge, you're giving them cereal. Then they're not hungry for their tea. Think of the busy days because time is the problem now that we're all back into the real world. Yeah. Time is gone. So you have to make the time. Like I've started to get up now at six o'clock. It's a game changer. I have two hours at my computer to get my, my work done. And then when I drop the kids to school, I'm home in my kitchen going, the stress is gone. So you don't have that panic all day going, oh God, it's four o'clock. Oh God, it's six o'clock. Quick, we have to be out the door. An hour or two at night or in the morning, 
really gives you that time back during the day to do your batch cooking or or go for that shop. You know, sometimes people don't have the time to go into a shop and think about it. They just throw everything into the trolley. You know, and they're doing that, but you have to make the time. I'm afraid I don't have any magic tips. <laughs> but they are that they're very used to taste. Like the batch cooking thing is the one to, that to go to. Like for like lunch yesterday was dinner the night from the dinner from the night before. Like yeah. it's so handy and it's just pinging in a microwave for like two and a half minutes. Like it's it, it's it, it's ideal. And I think if you're if you aren't can't go to the shop, plan for 10, 15 minutes on a Sunday and do your online shopping if needs be. The slow cookers are a game changer. Air fryers are a game changer. So, the, the, and I, lo- I love the way you kind of talk about kind of like organizing your wardrobe and yeah. having your fridge and having the foods kind of in individual boxes. I know Carl Henry does that as well with kind of like having it in your Tupperware. Uh, his is next level. But- He's got a fancy <laughs> fridge. I've got two tiny undercoats. <laughs> his is next level. <laughs> I want the fridge now. <laughs> yeah. And what what would you say to someone who like? doesn't overly like cooking because there are those individuals as well whether it be the husband or whether it be the wife or whether it be the partner whatever it is they don't actually like cooking and they're like they just see it as a chore for actually feeding the kids if you know what i mean yeah i totally get that and i think i think a a big thing is confidence i think people feel that they, they can't cook and they're putting themselves down and they're throwing something out um and they're not really enjoying the food What I would say to someone is keep it very, very simple. Go to your butcher, get your fresh mince. And as simple as doing burgers, just pure mince. You know, don't buy the ones in the pack with stuff that's in them that keeps them red for two weeks. Get the pure mince. Don't need to add anything to it. Have your burger buns frozen. You know, I freeze so much stuff where you'd be in a situation going, I can't make that because I don't have this. So much if you want, we can talk about the freezing. You know, go with a nice burger, get some nice cheese. Don't buy the stuff in the packet that's pre-grated. Um, get, get some good quality cheese. Make some nice um, wedges with some spices. So just chop up your potatoes into wedges. Add some paprika, some garlic, olive oil, oregano. They're all pretty simple things. Pop them into a good hot oven, 40 minutes. And I think when people see the results, and as I said, like the amount of ladies that come back to me and they're so proud of themselves, because they didn't think they could do it. You know, they send me pictures. I've made my first brown bread, Sarah. My husband can't believe it. My kids have it gone. So delighted. It's 100% down to confidence. And they get that back. And that encourages them to do it and keep doing it and try something different. Try this. It's not a big, big, crazy difference. You know, try some fresh herbs. Add a little bit of wine in there. Wine? What do you mean wine? Just try it. They try it. Game changer freeze the wine. What? You can freeze wine? You know, um, and it's, I really do believe it's a confidence thing. And if you just keep it simple, even if you've got a, a, a fillet of chicken, chicken fillet, don't like just pan fry it on its own. You know, put it in a Ziploc bag, give it a bit of a, a, a hammering with a, with a rolling pin or something heavy if you don't have a rolling pin. That's going to flatten it out and tenderize it. Mix that up with some maybe fresh uh, thyme that you can have frozen in your freezer, um, olive oil, garlic, pan fry that, slice it up. You can have that with pasta, with salad, gorgeous in a salad, have it with potatoes. Um, you can make up very simple sauces, like a sauce, the jar sauce that you buy for your lasagna that has a shelf life of probably 10 years. It does make me wonder what's in them. Um, or the packet sauces, the pa- how do you make soup from powder, you know? Um, that's simply flour, butter, 
milk, and then you add in cheese if you want a cheese sauce, you add in fresh thyme if you want a thymey sauce. It's as simple as that. And I think when people learned from my page over lockdown, the amount of people that would say, it's actually really easy. Gosh, it's really easy. I think there's this, and I don't know, Shane, is it because I'm just a normal person? I'm a mom. I'm not Donald Skeeton. I'm not Rachel Allen. I'm not trying to be amazing here. I'm just trying to show people it's actually really easy. And I don't, is that I'm breaking that kind of front. It's like the Wizard of Oz. It's actually, you don't have to be a, a big fancy cook to be able to make a really nice dish. It's just the tips that you can pick up from my page and in my book. And you can see it then, you know, and, and taste it, obviously, and, and get the rewards. But the practical tips, and like I think because you're a mom, the, the, the tips are very useful. And it also shows that it can be done. I think one of the big things that I can see from kind of clients is, is that they think that their their meals need to be Michelin star and kind of like they don't really they just need to have like a bit of variety a bit of protein a bit of carbohydrates yes carbohydrates you're allowed to have carbohydrates don't forget that exactly and i think the likes of so the perfect example also is like the likes of jamie oliver so jamie oliver during the lockdowns he had his kids get involved yeah. and that's a big thing as well how do you get the kids involved or any tips on how to get the kids involved in the actual cooking itself yeah absolutely my two uh, i have one great eater thomas would eat anything and loves to get involved grace then will not have anything that's like a mush shepherd's pie lasagna it just won't happen i've tried to the point of like you're not getting tea unless you eat that lasagna she just won't eat it so a way around that obviously get the kids involved in helping even something as small as go get me the scallions from the fridge that they know what they are uh it's as simple as that like carrots grow in the ground they don't come in a bag in the supermarket you know get them to even just get you go to the press and get me the tomato puree uh go get me an oxo cube so that they become familiar with the ingredients you don't have to have them up i know it used to drive me mad and i'm the first one to run everyone out of the kitchen when i'm making dinner because i have 20 minutes and it's all fine saying let's all cook together you've got half an hour to feed everyone and you have to be out the door for training with the kids in yeah. 30 minutes it, it's not ideal so again just simple things like go get me the ketchup or go get me this in the fridge so that they're, they're familiar and if you do have time then like I made an omelet with Thomas there so I got him to whisk up the eggs it was at the weekend I had time he poured them in what do you want in it and that really encouraged him he hadn't had an omelet before this was when he was smaller uh, so he made the omelet he put all the stuff in and he ate it then he was delighted that he made his own dinner so that's a good way to get them involved because I know kids then they want to be in on top of you and do everything and then this just causes stress um, but yeah it's hard so with Grace if we're having a shepherd's pie I will keep a little bit of mince separate I'll make her a burger I'll keep some potatoes separate. So it's the same ingredients and I'll keep the veg separate. So I'll have veg, carbs, meat separate for her. Pan fry the burger, it takes three minutes. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the arse, but do you know what? At least she's eating something right. That's the big you thing, know, yeah. Instead of throwing on chicken nuggets or deep frying chips. Uh, we have the shepherd's pie. So that's what your meat, um, if we're having steak with a sauce, hers is plain, that's fine. Or with the chicken, what I'll do is I'll just keep a separate chicken breast and just pan fry that with a little salt, pepper, olive oil, garlic. She has that. We'll have the same carbs and the veg then again is separate. So you're kind of making a separate dinner for her, but you're using the same ingredients that you have out for dinner anyways. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And I know I remember like when I was a kind of a kid and stuff like that, the times with my granny making her 
famous brown bread and stuff like that you do remember those times yeah. uh, and associate them with good times and stuff like that so i think it is important to kind of if you can obviously what you said as well if like if you're someone who likes to have the control of the kitchen like that yeah. can be stressful also so you just kind of need to find that balance or whatever it is but maybe just do it with the desserts or maybe do it with the cakes and stuff like that and that could be to set the table or you know bring the stuff down to the table just you don't have to be making the dinner with you just get them involved i suppose a little army yeah get the little army going get them all doing something yeah exactly uh and and can they cook themselves yet or have they kind of gone that far yeah we have pancakes here every single morning so it's great grace now gets up and she'll make the batter if i'm busy doing something so she'll work away and she'll make up pancakes uh thomas i'm trying to teach him it's funny i have a girl and a boy and the boy is like loves the kitchen and loves the cooking and grace is down with the horses farming and (laughs) it's totally different but what i'm trying to teach thomas is how to read a recipe in a book so we'll pick a recipe in my book because it's easy enough to read and understand it's it's pretty much childproof um and I'll get him to measure out and what's the next ingredient and you put that in and I have to literally hold my hands behind my back because I just want to take over but I let him do it and then he's delighted and he tells everyone look what I made you know and and you just see them they just flourish then and they love it it's like anything you just have to give them a little bit of an encouragement yeah and exactly and like it is important to kind of encourage and not kind of like they're trying to learn at the same time they may get it wrong but we all get things wrong eventually. Uh, you mentioned kind of like the the food storage things and yeah. you've got loads of kind of tips on how to kind of save money and how to kind of like, like put the, do you, how, how much Tupperware do you actually have? Because it looks like you've, like, are you sponsored by Tupperware? Unfortunately not. If there's any Tupperware companies listening, <laughs> get in touch. Um, I love the Tupperware. And do you know what it is, Shane? I am a complete townie. I was born and raised a five-minute walk from the town of Castlebar. And we moved out the country about 10 years ago. I mean, I couldn't understand how it was dark in the country and bright in town. And my husband said, Sarah, there's no streetlights in the country. It was like a revelation. I don't so get it. For the first two years, I was like, oh, we no milk. There was a shop at the top of the road when I was in town. So I really had to learn to freeze and to make things last. And if it's half 10 at night there's no shops open and you've school in the morning you need to have something in the fridge frozen or whatever so that's where the tupperware has come in brilliant uh, also having two small fridges i have to be able to stack everything but with your tips for the tupperware there's lots of different types you can get like glass is a great one for berries they keep much for whatever reason i don't know uh, berries strawberries raspberries keep better in a glass container um, and then with my herbs I don't put them in a container where they're all in on top of each other. I have like a long, shallow one. So they're kind of lying flat. So they tend not to go off as quick. Um, a slice of lemon in with, with everything keeps it fresher for longer. So just a slice of lemon in with your lettuce. I don't wash my lettuce. I just put it in the container and wash it as I need it. But a little slice of lemon in with your strawberries, your berries, your lettuce, your tomatoes, it keeps them fresher for longer. I don't know why. Um, but the Tupperware is great and you can see everything. I do have a press full of it. I love it. And I love to organize it and have every lid on every bottom. And so I do go and look in it like it's a wardrobe. Um, but again, it's that it's like, thank you. You have made me use up everything this week. I have no food waste. Uh, and I could have just thrown everything into the fridge. But because of you magical little containers, you made it work for me, you know. It, it, and it does work and it also it's a way for like if you're trying to save money for it in a different way like you can bring stuff in with you to the office or whatever maybe just don't be the person that brings in the fish into the office That's all I, I know, say. when i had a real job yeah yeah that was 
don't be that person um like if you were to kind of like if you were to go into your kid's school tomorrow to kind of give a talk about kind of like talking to the next generation around kind of food and stuff like that what would you kind of be advising them and kind of on why like do two or three things that you kind of like love just to shake people with with kind of nutritional stuff yeah i'm actually going into a a secondary school in a few weeks at ty students um and the teacher was like they're really um like lockdown um to be honest i think lockdown was blamed for a lot of things with kids that really could have been taught at home anyways and should be taught at home uh so covid got got the hit for a lot of stuff so you know from from talking to her that they really don't know and you got to see them like you see them Shane in shops buying monster and multi-packs like they don't buy a normal bag of crisps they buy the no. big bag the share bags they don't buy the small bar of chocolate they buy the share bags and so they've got a can of monster a thing of crisps and a big thing of chocolate and you know she said to me the teacher said to me she said you would not believe the amount of kids that don't come to school with the lunch they just come with 20 quid and they go to the shop like that is so bad and that is 100% down to the parents and it, it's not that you should be going to schools, you should be going to the parents. Parents need to learn, but I suppose it's a learned thing. Maybe they weren't taught. But what we ended up doing was deciding on, I said, I'm going to come in with some chicken fillets. I'm going to come some spices and some herbs. And I'm going to show them how to prepare the meat, um, slice it, fillet it, flatten it, whatever. Um, and we can add the herbs um, or we can do one with spices. And then we pan fry that, different ways to cut it up. And then how you can apply that into a really nice bap with fresh salad, or you can apply that in with uh, some pasta and some peppers and scallions and veg chopped up, or you can have that with a baked potato or mash. And how that those three components can make such a different amount of dinners that they can then take that and bring it away, bring it home, bring it, bring it when they're in college. Um, and that it's just the simple things. It's it's the little bit of butter, olive oil, the herbs, the flavors. Really, it's just down to flavors. And how you can adapt that into different dishes, noodles. I always say to people, if you don't have time, think about your carbs. You know, everybody's the spuds. It's always the spuds. And oh, they're going to take 40 minutes. Just throw on some noodles or some rice or some pasta. You know, people can get stuck in a rush. Uh, But but back to your question, that will be it. Just to show them, keep it simple. And it doesn't have to come from a jar or a packet. And it's, it's now we need to teach our kids this that it's easy to do it and kids are adults it's the it's the same mentality you're teaching kids are no different from grown-up people who are beyond my page uh it's just that lack of confidence and knowledge i think and maybe a little bit of a fear of learning it in case they make a mistake yeah i remember going into a school to do a kind of a talk on nutrition i was actually and they were six years fifth years and six years i think over there um, and I was actually surprised how much they actually knew about yeah. the nutrition stuff. Um, cause I knew nothing. Okay. If I was taught nothing in school, I was actually really surprised because mm-hmm. they all learned, I was kind of asking where they learned it from. It was kind of like, sort of like Ross Purcell and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Jamie Oliver watching those cookery shows or master chef or whatever it may be. But I think it is, it, I think you hit the nail on the head there kind of with like, and I'm not, I, I don't have kids. So I, 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 I'm always conscious of, I can't really, I, I don't want to be kind of like, telling people how to parent but it does start with the like if if it's if it's our generation or whatever like that we're not really taught it at school so that could be the gap in the knowledge of that and the confidence thing is a massive thing yeah but like you're probably going to save yourself the parents are going to ultimately they say they have people can say that like they're struggling with finances like the inflation's going up by like you're paying 20 quid a day 
to give yeah. your kid monster or big bag of share bag and chocolate there's nothing wrong with those foods but it's not part of a balanced Balance. like it's not a, and that's all we want how do you manage your own kids with kind of those do you have a separate press or do you kind of go have give or go or what's the kind of the mentality there yeah what we do here is um i i do my shop i have i buy a bag of like a, a family pack of the kyo's ready salted uh crisps and i put them in one of my silverware containers it's in my press uh and i'll buy like a pack of twixes mini ones and i'll put them in the container they're there and I warn them. I raised my kids on fear. It's worked so far. Talk to me when they're 16 and 17. They're in the press, but they know they have to ask if they want one. Now, of course, I'll go down and find wrappers. I mean, I'm not saying my kids don't sneak sweets like they all did, but I don't want to be always saying no. I'll say you can have something after your dinner um, or I'll make jelly. Uh, my kids are kids. All they want is something that's a treat. They can go themselves and get it, but they have to ask. And it's after their dinner. We don't do fizzy drinks at all. I've, and we never had fizzy drinks growing up. And I'm not, I don't drink fizzy drinks. You'll have the, maybe a can of Coke, maybe four times a year, like whatever. Uh, I don't crave it. And that's kind of wigs me out how they, the stuff, the sugar, it's just, it's a craving. That's exactly what it is, yeah drug um so we don't have fizzy drinks and you know you're in a situation shame where obviously i'm not going to say you're not allowed to have coke on the birthday party where everyone else is but for example we were up at a rugby match the connacht rugby match there last weekend and i went up as a parent with my little fella they were playing at half time and obviously i was going with them and packed the lunch and everything and a load of the kids were up um, just giving money and out there rock with these slushy things that are blue. Oh, the big yolks. I don't know what you're about, yeah. One little guy had three cans of Coke before it had even started. And you're just looking at this going like, is it? do, do, do people just kind of, I don't want to say it in a way that like I'm an expert because I'm far from it, but I know myself from the way I was brought up and the way I'm trying to bring up my kids is just to be aware. I say to them, I'll make them read the labels. I'm like, look, you think that that's healthy. It's not. You know, the packaging is another thing. The, group, the healthy bars that are lovely and packaged all healthy with blue and green. And it's all, I'm in design, so it's like, don't fall for the tricks. But I'll show them. There's, I, I had a comparison with Thomas one of the days. I said, there is as much sugar in that as there is in that. And like one was healthy or portrayed to be healthy and the other was like a Mars bar. And I think once it's, again, it's education. I'm like, see that? That's how much sugar is in that. You could have five of them in comparison. Put it into put the sugar content into one of your cookware and compare it. In school, they have boards with the sugar. Yeah. Like they have to see that because I suppose visually they're like, oh God, that's a lot of sugar. And as, as well, when I bake with the kids, we'll make cookies. They see how much butter and how much sugar goes into cookies. Yeah, they're homemade. What's well, a lot of sugar and butter in there? So they then know when I say you can have two and that's it. They're like, yeah, okay, because there was a lot of butter and sugar in them. Whereas if they go into a shop and buy them, they'll have five because they didn't kind of get that. They don't see the process. They don't see the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do try to, and if the sweets are gone, they're gone. That's it, tough. Uh, It's usually my husband who eats them all anyways. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have to have hiding places. But, yeah, I I don't hide or say no. It's there, but you have to ask. And after your dinner, you can have something small, you know. Yeah, and I think we kind of, like, I... It's hard to know what's the right approach. Uh, and, and I think it is playing it by ear because if you kind of like use it as a kind of like a punishment, if you're kind of bold or whatever it may be, or you're kind of like reward for good, that can have an impact later on. 
so it is trying to find that fine line um i know i know one of the neighbors like wouldn't let their kids have anything but then as soon as you went out with them when they were kids and stuff like that implosion completely yeah yeah. And they don't know how to handle the sugar because they haven't built up that tolerance and then they're wired to the moon. Like if you give me a bag of Skittles, I'm going to be wired to the moon. That's the yeah. one that literally is kryptonite yeah. um, for me. But like little and often, as you said, something after dinner uh, probably is a way. Ha- little and often is, is, is normally the way. And usually uh, they like after dinner and they've had a good dinner. They're not really... No, especially if there's spuds in it. Yeah, there has to be spuds. But that's another thing. If they have a good dinner, give them 20 minutes after to let the brain realize yeah, I'm full. That's it um and another thing is portion size like that's a massive issue like i see portions that people put out it's like they're children they're not a 45 year old builder <laughs> you don't have yeah to- exactly but they are active but at the same time it's kind of like wait 15 20 minutes for the for yeah. the stomach and the brain to kind of link up and see exactly what's going on and if they want more then see how they go but i i, I can i can relate to kind of like the portion control it is the hardest part because the irish mammy dinners or the granny dinners kind of come to mind like 15 spuds and the meat and everything like so it, it, it can be hard um if anyone's looking for a kind of a guideline for portion sizes go to precision nutrition it's kind of just type it in precision nutrition use your hand as the kind of the guideline for the, the portions and stuff like that obviously don't pour the food into your hand before you serve it up like you just have to say that because someone will do it someone will do it um if so obviously the kind of like the, the, the skills are kind of semi back to normal at this age i think i have no idea what's going on with kind of covid if it exists anymore i don't know uh it's out. but with kind of like lunches and stuff like that that you kind of give your kids yeah. kind of what way do you kind of kind of work around that like do you kind of include one of the twixes with it or do you put in a bag chris or put in fruit or is it a, is it a sandwich or what way or tips for someone that's kind of struggling for ideas yeah um and again there's huge pressure with school because kids will come in with a uh, big bag of crisps and oh johnny had this in his lunch and i'm like well i've tough go live with johnny you know uh what i give mine is um they'll have lots of fruit uh, bananas strawberries apples then they'll have maybe crackers and cheese or some brown bread with jam and they'll have some like plain rich tea biscuits um and then as a treat um thomas will have because Grace doesn't like them, a petty flu, but I make it very clear to him that is not healthy. There's a lot the of fruit or the yogurt, a little one, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, that's a treat, don't think that that's healthy. Like, go get yourself some Greek yogurt, that's probably a lot healthier. Um, but that's it, no, they don't get um chocolates or crisps or anything like that. Then their, their drink is just water, and they're happy with that because it's always been that way. And I think that's it, it's always been like that. Now, as I said, Shane, talk to me in 10 years' time when I have a you know a 16 year old or 19 year old rocking around telling me a different beast do but all you can do is hope that you're instilling in them the right thing and it's also really hard to be the bad guy all the time but as i say to mine that's my job that is my job i have to be here to say no if i it's way easier to say yeah okay okay it's like that ad on the telly where the little fellow wants sweets and she's like no you'll have crackers and cheese and wait for your dinner you know um it's a lot easier to say yes but do you really want them to learn those bad habits? You know, you have to be the bad guy, unfortunately. That's our job as parents. Yeah, I can hear my parents talking to me now in my head. You um, sound like your parents when you become your parents. Yeah, exactly. I could actually hear my dad nagging me now. Um, 
in relation to kind of like little tips and stuff like that for like handy kind of lunch ideas for someone that's kind of looking for quick stuff that isn't going to break the bank obviously finances are different for everyone and i think a lot of people are struggling unfortunately right now any little quick quick tips for kind of like snacks or little lunches that they can make together yeah uh, for school again break it down fruit always lots of fruit um i'll make up a batch of sausage rolls myself i love the sausage rolls um brown bread sandwiches um like sliced brown bread sandwiches or your own homemade uh, brown bread with, with cheese um grace will have like a wholemeal baguette with some homemade roast chicken um as i said it, 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 it's it's a big thing parents are like what can i put in the lunchbox um I just, I think anything that you can avoid bulking up on like rice crackers, just, just give them air, you know, don't do that. <laughs> um, popcorn is really good for their, um, you know, if you have kids that suffer with constipation, popcorn is really good, but it can be a choking hazard. I got slated for suggesting that one. So, you know, yeah. at their age, uh, grapes, again, slice them down the middle if they're a chosen, choking hazard. It's amazing what people know when you're on social media and how quick they'll tell you what you're saying wrong. Oh, they're really quick at telling you what you've done wrong. Uh, but yeah, simple stuff, crackers and cheese. Um, if it's carbs, try and make it homemade or wholemeal. Um, you know, and, you know, as long as they've got, it may not seem like a lot, but if it's the right stuff, it's going to get them home. But I also, as I said, we have pancakes every single morning here. I make pancakes. So I know they're going to school full. They're not going into school on a bowl of crunching up cornflakes. That's not bulk sugar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know they're going to school full. So for my two, that's going to get them home. And then when they come home, you know, it's only what, what school's five, six hours. Then when they come home, they'll have their proper dinner. So yeah yeah it's interesting because i like i had johan harry on the episode just before you um and he talks about how much of um foods uh, affects our attention spans and one of the things he brought up was the likes of those breakfast cereals um there's nothing wrong with them in moderation but if you're going to be relying on something to keep you full or satiated in attention span they're not amazing um because the amount of sugar is going to dip your blood sugars up and down and we wonder why kids can't concentrate like kids getting kids to concentrate full stop yeah. like getting me to concentrate now as a grown man like that's I, i'll say man i won't say grown man but i'll, I'll go a man um <laughs> no we don't i'll never will um so like i think i think the big thing with with the kind of like the nutrition side of things for for kids is it is try and testing it um i do think it's hard it depends obviously what age the kids are because we have Kathy Monaghan coming on about weaning um, and kind of dealing with kind of younger kids and being fussy eaters, all that kind of stuff. So that's very different. But when it kind of gets to kind of like six and above or five and above, it it, it, it can be more tiring. The kids are a little bit more active. They're a little bit more running around and stuff like that. But it's important to fuel them. Yeah. Like if like if you look at the food that we were given as, as kids and stuff like that, it probably would be like the, the basic, like the carbohydrates, the proteins, the fats. But now there just seems to be a hell of a lot more processed food, like, um, and it's it's not amazing. Like, do you go actually to the shop yourself to kind of do the shop, or would you do online, or how would you recommend that for I some people? To the shop myself, but that's just me personally. Like, food shopping is like clothes shopping to me. I love therapy. <laughs> I know, but that's just me, weirdo foodie. Um, but yeah, online is great as well. It stops you. Like, if you're doing the food shop don't shop hungry that's the biggest tip i can give anyone eat if it's only like a banana 
eat something before you go in because if you go in starving, you're going yeah. to buy all the bad stuff um, and make that plan, write that list of seven dinners, write down what you need for those dinners um, and stick to it. You know, um, that's really the main thing. But yeah, I go into the shop because I just love going into food shops. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite the opposite. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I just, I kind of like, I, I kind of, I'm kind of taking your advice as we go here, but I'm kind of like, I go as I go. Yeah, I yeah. generally have like three or four meals for like each meal that I generally go for and I know which one I need for each one. That's generally how I work. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, 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 it works. And I think your way is, is so easy and approachable. Um, and they can also see how they relate to you. As I say, they can see it can be done uh, from busy career, busy mom also as a wife as well and and and, and keeping him happy as well which is a different thing there's always a mouth open in this house exactly yeah where where can people find out about your book and your courses and whatever else is coming up for sarah yeah uh so my website is sarahbutleratthome.com and that's got my book on it um my instagram is probably the best place to get your tips all my recipes are on there as well so that's sarah butler at home official on instagram um and everything really is there there's lots of recipes on the igtv there's over 100 recipes um the book then has got like how to do your shop your meal planning your batch cooking so the, from the recipes in the book it kind of goes through make this do that and on page front page whatever page so you can kind of go make a plan okay and then you have the recipe book there i have a couple of things coming up in the pipeline to really help again people with the meal planning and the weekly cooking uh because i see it as a it's gone back to the craziness again and it's a problem people are really struggling with time and they just don't know where to start so there's loads of tips on the instagram page um and i daily post just like try this I did this today it worked this didn't work you know and, and to talk to people and everybody shares their kind of tips as well so that's probably the best place to get all the information I think time is time is the is the is the big thing that kind of and I think that's what you what you said at the very beginning was kind of the key point that I took out of it was look ahead and plan your week if yeah. you don't plan your week it's going to be a chaos and that's generally what things ensue so if you can plan do a little bit of batch cook to use the Tupperware which is tup, Tupperware is life <laughs> by the end of this uh, I must go up my Tupperware game yeah. Um, uh, but yeah thank you so much Sarah for coming on guys if you want to get go get the book uh, I've seen it it's blown up it's incredible um, so if you want tips for your kids you want tips for home handy recipes which people are always looking for uh, definitely go and get it so Sarah thank you so much for coming on thank you so much Shane I really appreciate it